0: Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment, from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast, and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission, I'm Eric. I am
1: Jason. And
0: thank you guys all for being here. Uh, what, what do we what? do here, Jason? You're good at that. Telling yeah. everybody what we do. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll tell you exactly what we do. I forget what we do. <laughs> we talk about TVs, movies, pop culture, and everything in between. And then off to go. the left, off to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, past, fight. Past
0: present, future, past, present, future, whatever. We're all, it all over it the is. place. Yeah. All over
1: the place. Yeah, that's what this show is about, folks. Pardon the intermission. It's about the expression of pop culture, whether it be yes. in TVs, film, streaming, whatever. We're gonna touch basis on it and we're going to give you our opinions. That's what it is. It's an opinionated show so I hope you like opinions because you're going to get a lot of it on this yeah, show so
0: you're good at that I, I was going to say like yeah so you know thank you for joining us because we love to talk about this and I thought like, uh, I got a brain freeze I thought,
1: like, oh you, you're you good at that I man, may have I to can... type up a script
0: for you <laughs> or something if you need to <laughs> you're, no, you're used you, to I reading got you. scripts though I got that's, you, true, man. that's true that's true you're, you're
1: good at that yeah you're good at that anyway, off the cuff
0: yeah thank the you cuff. guys for joining us like I said yes. hey uh, we got another exciting show for you today
1: absolutely really geeked about tonight's
0: yeah, show yeah because you know you had brought this up here I didn't know this was happening um and there,
1: I just found out about it two days ago.
0: Oh, are you serious? Seriously, sir? yeah. Wow. Um, there's a show that's coming back, a very popular
1: show, yes. that is coming back. Yes. Uh, tell us about it, Jason. This show that is coming back, being brought to life, is Frasier. Oh, my goodness. For those of you who are in my and Eric's generation, and maybe even still a little bit after that, you know that one of the most popular and successful running comedy shows on network television was Frazier, starring yep. Kelsey Grammer, who yep. played the wonderful. A uh, wonderful radio psychiatrist, psychologist host by the name of Dr. Fraser Crane. Yep. And of course, for those of you who remember the greatest sitcom ever made, one of them in Cheers, this yes. character was a carryover from the ep- great series Cheers. Yes. And obviously, it involved Fraser Crane hosting his own radio show. He lived in Seattle, and it was just about him doing his thing, and of course, his family. Because uh, Cheers and, took place in Boston. Cheers took place
0: in Boston. So he. Yes. So at the time that the thing was, his spinoff <laughs> was he moved. From Boston to to Seattle, Seattle. and then Mm -hmm. I think his was that was probably one of the most successful I think spinoff
1: series from from a popular show. It was. It won won multiple uh, Emmy awards. Uh, Kelsey Grammer pretty much. I wouldn't say he was a star on Frasier, but this show pretty much catapulted him into that stratosphere of star talent among comedic actors, at least. Comedic sitcom actors. Mm. And so, yeah, he won a number of Emmys for his role in that series, and also an outstanding supporting cast that had David Hyde Pierce, who won multiple Emmys for his role as his brother, Dr. Niles Crane. And then you had the great John Mahoney, who recently passed away, who played his Uh. father, the curmudgeon father. And then, of course, you had Perry Gilpin was in it. And so many other great guest stars made appearances on the show. And it was, it was one of my favorite sitcoms when it was on the air. And I used to just roll over on the ground laughing at that thing because it was so hilarious. Yeah, it
0: was, it was truly one of the golden uh, – it was a golden era back then too, I think, of sitcoms. It was. Uh, one of them. I mean, there, there's been a couple, a few of them, and that mm-hmm. was definitely – Yep. Uh, everything just worked out right. Yep. He's bringing it back, bringing it back. Yes, and it looks like, um, and just reading the article, so it looks like this is going to be. I don't think Pierce is in it. Right, this is going to be a whole new cast of characters. It, yeah, it is, including his son,
1: including his son. That's right. So, so is
0: that, uh, if I remember right, is that the son he had with when he was married to his? I can't remember the to Lilith. Lilith. That's right. Yeah. Lilith was her played name, played by Bibi Newworth.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, I love. I, I love Bibi was great. I wish Lilith <laughs> would come back in here. I didn't I know, see her right? name in this article. Oh man, I wish no. she would come
0: back in. That would be so right. great.
1: This article, folks. I saw was in Entertainment Weekly on eweekly.com, and so yeah, what it does is um, the premise of this reboot has Fraser leave Seattle to return to Boston mm-hmm. for a new chapter in his life, filled with obviously new challenges, relationships, and everything else like that. So, in addition to Grammar returning, we're going to see uh, an actor named Jack Cutmore Scott as Frazier's son Freddie. An actor named Nicholas Lyndhurst, as Frazier's old college buddy turned university professor Allen, mm. and if I pronounce this name correctly, he talks Ala Gundoy as Olivia, Allen's colleague and head of the university psychology department. Uh, Jess Salguero as Freddie's roommate Eve, and on Anders Keith as Frazier's nephew David. So yes, oh wow, they, a whole new cast with the exception of Grammar. So this is going to be interesting, Eric. Yeah, and he is. I think he's <clears throat> producing this too, right? He is executive producer, and um, yeah, this is this this will be interesting to see how. How it how it how this one develops to see if they try and regurgitate original laughs or if they bring in new stuff altogether? Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: you know it'll probably be similar. I, my guesstimation is they'll probably have a similar recipe to Frasier, you know, but just with a new cast. I I'm, mean, obviously different people. I'm but-
1: automatically thinking of the Night Court reboot. Ah, okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. In, in terms of what it's going to feel like and in terms of how it might uh develop with the The new one cast. thing I
0: will say though is that Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer obviously he is, you know, the focus of the show. I, yes. I he's got he's got the uh the star power to carry this through. The guy is a talent.
1: He is. I mean, I
0: watched him. I can't remember the name of that show. He was uh, there was a show. I think it was on Showtime or something mm-hmm. where he was a Chicago mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, with the uh, uh, I think he was having Alzheimer's or having some disease. Anyway, point is mm-hmm. that that he carried that show. That he he is an amazing performer. I think he's most yes. underrated performer. I mean, he did win a lot when he was on Frasier. But I mean, overall, I think that people just think of him as Frasier. But he is. I mean, he is an amazing performer. He can yeah. do drama and he can do comedy. I think he's got it. He he could carry this thing. The difference mm-hmm. with Night Court is they didn't have. They only had what one original cast member which was um oh what's his face uh, John John uh, Larroquette for the Night Court
1: reboot, yeah. yeah,
0: but I don't, but he wasn't, you know, that was more of an ensemble cast. I think yeah. Frazier still was, even though he had a great ensemble. I think uh, Kelsey mm-hmm. Grammer was still the focus of the show.
1: He was still the, yeah, he was still the driving point of the whole thing. Yeah. He was to quote the great Reggie Jackson, the great Yankee slugger. He was the straw that stirred the drink. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <I> like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: So I I think he could. I think he he could he could do it. I mean, you know, if they if they here's the other th- a question I had for. You though yeah though. it was a different time back then when frazier came out on the air do you think in this kind of culture though um i mean not <clears throat> that they would necessarily do the same type of of uh, mm-hmm. writing that they did back mm-hmm. then but they would have to do something similar i think for it to be successful but do you think it would be okay in this new culture
1: Well, um, or
0: do you, or or do you think that it's going to be like totally different?
1: I think what it's going to be is it's going to be a series that's reflective of the time and era that we are living in right now. An era that is filled with a little bit of paranoia that's filled with a little bit of he said, she said Mm. it's going to be, I think representative of the social media culture that we live in Ah. where everybody reacts off of a knee jerk reaction based off of a picture they see or a headline they read or uh, a comment. Left on somebody's Twitter, so in other words, it's going to be, I think, representative of just really uh, the naive, the cynical, and the knee-jerk reaction culture and society that we live in nowadays. Well, having
0: having here it is having uh, uh, Kelsey and then an old uh, school buddy in here. You've got mm-hmm. you've got the old you've got the old school going, yeah. And they're and I think I can kind of see where it's going because they're mixing with his son and his nephew. Now that's the new, mm-hmm. the younger generation. So that's right. where the conflict's going to come in. And I think if they can. Do do it right. If they can mix it and kind of make fun of the new, as well as as the old, they, they
1: probably could have a real successful show. Right. Exactly. And it looks like uh, the reboot of Frasier is going to be a ten episode season. Okay. It is set to premiere October twelfth, with two the first two episodes dropping, followed by new episodes streaming each Thursday. And it looks like the first two episodes will also air on uh, CBS October seventeenth. Is it going? What's it streaming on? What does CBS stream on? Uh, CBS I believe would be Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, okay. Yeah. So it would probably drop on Paramount Plus and then So I I guess like
0: even with the strike going on, I guess they they've they've got everything in the can, right? They, as, they, y- as they say.
1: Yeah, it sounds like they have all their ducks in a row. It's all ready to go. So it's yeah. all shot and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So yeah, I, I, and I'll be I'll be I'll be eagerly anticipating this. I'll be excited to see how it how it develops. I will i would say this. The reason I compared it to Night Court is because Night Court was a very another popular sitcom in the 80s like uh, even though Frasier aired during the 90s, Night Court, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time, just like Frasier is. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the Night Court reboot, I will be honest with you, I was not impressed. So I am, yeah. I am hoping that this does not turn into the Night Court reboot. So, but I'll still be excited anyway to see how it develops and how um, how they make it uh, appealing to not only the those of us that grew up with the original Frasier, but trying to attract a new audiences as well.
0: Well, now they say that the the writers are uh, uh, Chris Harris, How I Met Your Mother,
1: okay, uh, and good. Joe
0: uh, Cristalli. Is that how you say that? Oh, name? Joe Cristalli. Yeah. Yeah. Life in Pieces. I don't know much yeah. about uh, Life in Pieces, uh, but anyway. I I mean, does that help you as far as that make you feel a little better, a little more comfortable with those me, guys at the helm? right? makes me
1: feel a little bit better with Chris Harris being on board because How okay. I Met Your Mother was a hilarious show. Yeah. I think that's the one that Jason Segel was in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Patrick, yeah.
0: Patrick, uh, what's his name? Uh Doogie Hauser.
1: Oh, Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know what the NPH stands for, right? What? <laughs> I'll tell you later. I can't say it on the mic. <laughs> all right,
0: all, all right. right. At,
1: at any rate, we're going off course that, There. That'll that'll be on the special yeah. Behind the Behind the Paywall podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> the dark web version of part the intermission. Right. But oh, at man. any rate, I did notice here also that James Burroughs, the great creator of both Cheers and Frasier, is oh, actually yeah going to be helming the first two episodes oh nice okay yeah and so but but given the fact that it looks like james burroughs is attached to this that bodes very well and look eric there you go the paramount plus paramount plus yeah so, yeah, is, it'll yeah. drop on paramount plus then that's awesome yeah. yeah
0: well good i you know that's what we need i mean i, I need to, i want to yeah. have some hope man we talk a lot of negative and it's not on yeah, purpose exactly but, folks. but there's just a lot of not really good stuff going exactly. on exactly so this is good i, w- I want some positive man and, and so. quite
1: frankly america needs to laugh yeah, we're right. to
0: learn how to laugh we, again. Yeah, again, exactly. We need to laugh at ourselves, learn how to laugh at ourselves yes, and not take things so seriously. We do.
1: So I'm hoping that that this reboot of Frasier is just going to be a kick in the tush and a breath of fresh air that we need to just get it all out, exhale and just laugh. There you go. I let's like it. quit criticizing everybody else for their lifestyle and their choices. And let's just laugh. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. you are welcome. Hey, speaking of laughing, <laughs> uh, yes.
1: What?
0: how was that? Uh, I heard you finished uh, Star Trek. How was the musical? <laughs> I was delightfully impressed. Were you really? What? I was. Okay, okay. So we got to talk about this, folks. Yes. So you watch, So you finished watching Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Now yes. the season two. Season two. So, yes. okay. So tell me about the musical. Tell okay. me, now, I told you I kind of jumped out of it because to me it kind of jumped a shark already. <laughs> yeah, you bailed on it a long I time I bailed, ago.
1: I think, after episode three. What, yeah. what did you think? overall the season what do you think okay. about the musical overall okay overall on the season I felt it was actually solid it okay. wasn't outstanding all right not as good as the first season okay. but it was solid I will say this uh the the uh, musical episode which was called um uh uh, uh, uh something or uh, Rhapsody what was it Captain called? Pike Men in Tights no, no no not Captain Pike Men in Tights <laughs> it was called uh Subspace Rhapsody there oh, you go okay. It was called Subspace Rhapsody it was delightfully and joyful it really? was delightfully joyful. It was there were some musical numbers that weren't uh, extracted from any popular American songbook. They were just made up just for this episode. Oh, okay. But what made it I thought so delightful, Eric, was that it wasn't musical singing and dancing the whole episode. Mm. What happened was the episode focused and and spoilers here for those of you who haven't Uh seen it. Earmuffs, please turn your turn off right now. Hit pause, whatever else you're going to do, and then come back later. Blah blah blah. What the (laughs) and what the episode involved was they were exploring a um, they were investigating some kind of a. like an alien probe or an alien subspace anomaly. Okay. And they found some type of signal in it that was triggered by music. Was triggered, and so they wanted to communicate with it. And they figured the best way, Spock did, the best way to communicate with it was, and Ohura, both they said the best way to communicate with it is to try injecting some musical tunes into it. Okay. And so they do that. And at the same time, there's this little um, subspace anomaly that's formed that engulfs the entire ship and then the entire crew of the Enterprise breaks out into song and dance in certain parts of the episode. And what makes it more interesting is that that subspace ripple – reaches throughout the galaxy huh. so not the rest of the galaxy so not only is the cast of the uh, the crew of the Enterprise infected but so is the rest of Starfleet Oh my! and gosh. so there's a point where everybody else is singing and dancing and what makes the episode I think so unique and so fun is that you have certain song and dance moves like with any American great American musical you're going to have songs that are uplifting and joyful and happy songs that are love tunes songs mm. that are very depressing I just broke up with my girlfriend so, wait, so are they just
0: making a them Up as in a, whatever's going on in their life type it's of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So like for that moment.
1: For example, there's a really great moment in there where uh, Spock finds out that his main love interest, Doc, uh, Nurse Chapel, yes, is actually going to the Vulcan Science Academy. She hasn't hmm. told Spock yet, and he and she is really feeling down about that. And there's a musical number where she's dancing there and singing in uh, in the uh, in the crew, not the crew quarters, but in the uh, in the lounge. Spock walks in to this musical number where she expresses how she's going to tell Spock and then he just kind of sings a little bit and then turns around and walks off. Huh. So yeah, I was delightfully impressed wow. with Subspace Rhapsody.
0: So, so they did a pretty good job of, it, it wasn't like some cheesy thing, let's just make a musical and, no, no, and no, no, get no, people no, no, no. to watch it.
1: There was, there was a discernible plot to it oh, good. and again, okay. the whole episode was not devoted to singing and dancing. There were parts where they didn't sing and dance and they had to figure out, okay, well why is the whole crew, including Captain Pike, Breaking out and dancing around like Rodgers and Hammerstein here. Yeah, and so, but I thought it was a very well done episode. Wow. Who? Okay, so answer me this. <clears throat> yes.
0: Who can really sing and who cannot I'll on tell that you, cast? I'll
1: tell you what. Ethan Peck has one heck of a good. Ethan Peck. Ethan oh. Peck is Spock. Spock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gregory Peck's grandson. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He can actually hold a hold a tune very really? well. He can, so can Nurse Chapel. Okay. Now, Captain Pike can to an extent. He doesn't have great reach and he doesn't have great volume, but he can sing in tune. All right. Uh, the one that I was impressed with also was Neoto Ohura. She did oh, okay. very well. All right. But then uh, beyond that, there were a couple of everybody other people Everybody else was. Everybody else was just kind of like... Okay. Nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So, but, but, (laughs) so overalls, I was, again, very impressed with Subspace Rhapsody. I thought it was a well done episode. Wow. All right. All right.
0: Uh, takeaways from the season itself. Uh, do you think they're going forward? Uh, they, you know, they're, it's it's a positive thing. Do they kind of uh, overall, like you said, the season wasn't as good as season one.
1: Yes. But but I know this, that before the writer strike, they had already signed an agreement to do a season three. Okay. A season three will come around eventually. But because of the writer's strike, it has stalled efforts, not only mm. for pre-production, but to begin principal photography on season three. So your guess is as good as mine as to when that's going to come out. Okay. But each of the actors in the series have already signed on to come back to it. It's just whenever this strike ends, they won't be able to get to it until that happens.
0: Do you, as far as far as the episodes themselves, though, do you think they were going in, in kind of a pretty good direction? Or I think
1: they were because the very last episode, which is titled "Hegemony," H e g e m o n y, if I pronounce that word correctly, is actually a really good action-packed episode, full fill with suspense and great uh, a little bit of kind of thrills too. It's where they get into a battle with the Gorn, mm. and uh, the Gorn attack this uh, Federation colony. And Captain Pike's love interest, uh, the Captain of the uh, Kai, of the cahoga. Uh, ends up being on this planet that's attacked by the Gorn. Okay. And so it, it, that one ends up in a season-ending cliff cliff, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Wow. where Captain Pike is faced with, okay, do I risk the lives of my crew and my ship to destroy the Gorn, or do we cut bait with our tuck or with our tail tucked between mm. our legs? And yeah. the last thing you see of Captain Pike is him standing in front of the view screen, and the order given to him, because Admiral April gives him an order, you're to retreat and get the heck no out of there right way. now. Yes, okay. in the heart of the battle. And the very last scene you see is Captain Pike turning around And then um, the uh, the helm officer uh, don't remember her name right now. Uh, uh, Rosas I think her name is she says Captain course and heading and then he turns around and you all you see is just him thinking about it and then it says to be continued. Oh I'm like, no. Oh damn you guys. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I thought it, it ended very well with those last couple of episodes. Yeah. I thought it it it, it definitely made up for the the first three or four episodes okay, that so, seemed kind of stale. So it kind of picked
0: up steam after the it first did. Three it or did. four. Okay. Yes, yeah. Because the did. third one man I was like uh, I'm bailing on that. I
1: don't know. <laughs> oh you I know.
0: know. I talk about a guy who was ready. I'm to, really upset about the way that that they I, I don't mind them doing a different captain kirk but i'm uh you know and he's not a captain at the, well he was right. i guess in a future i don't know what was going on there but anyway right. I, the, the, his
1: character i'm
0: i wasn't very happy with the way they were going with him well
1: and it. funny you mention original characters because mr scott's character oh, we talked about that yeah is in the is in the cliffhanger season finale oh no he's in He's in the cliffhanger season finale. Oh, because we
0: talked about he was coming in, but he hadn't come in
1: at that point Not at that point. Not when Subspace Rhapsody came out. He comes in in the uh, season-ending cliffhanger here, and at the time, he's not a captain or a commander. He's just a lieutenant, like a lieutenant junior grade Scott. But he plays a key point in the storyline in the season cliffhanger in helping um, the crew of the Enterprise basically attack the Gorn and
0: they're trying he to... He has some kind of... I, from what I understood, right, he had some kind of deal, or He made something with mm-hmm. the engine. There was something with the engine. So no, this, is what, this is what propels him to becoming
1: right. the Scotty
0: we know, right? The exactly, yeah. yeah. He
1: also develops a kind of technology that allows them to basically mask their life signs from the Gorn, okay. so that they can stay hidden a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that's what
0: I was talking about. I mean, there's something he does. Exactly,
1: because they're looking for survivors on this uh, Federation colony. Most of mm. them have been killed, but some of them are still alive, and so they use this technology that Scotty makes to mask their life signs from the Gorn while they're going around looking for survivors from the planet. Ah, there. Okay. Yeah. And the actor I don't remember his name off the top of my head because quite frankly I didn't get it and I didn't stick around long enough to see who he was but he <laughs> is much like Paul Wesley's Kirk. He's a much different Scotty mm. you know much different Scotty he's and you know, to some extent, I think Scotty became a little bit of a campy character thanks to Simon Pegg. Because I thought Simon Pegg took him way so? over the. Oh yes, he took him way over the top in the J.J. Abrams movies. I, I so, to be honest, I, I got to say, with the Simon Pegg character, yeah. I thought
0: he. I think I thought he humanized him more. Mm, you know, to okay. be honest, I thought Scotty was was already kind of a caricature. Maybe it's just because you know, "Beam me up, Scotty." We would all say that, you know, or get T-shirts printed with that and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, but but
0: I, I thought Simon, I thought I thought he more kind of humanized him. But he was always like a, 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 a kind of a comic relief too, though. We always exactly. had the good one-liners, the Ex- Simon Pegg version, right? Had exactly the good one-liners. But, and and uh, this
1: actor who portrays Scotty, you can tell there's a little bit of a whimsical side to him but not kind of a, a scene-stealing, um, comedic relief type of well,
0: guy. Strange New Worlds seems to have more of a darker tone anyway, it does. overall. It does. So,
1: Yeah, it definitely does. There's a more of a dark feeling to it. And, um, uh, you know, so I will be curious to see when Season 3 does come, out, come around, if they continue that darkness going into Season 3 and make it a little bit grittier and make it a little bit more, um, I don't want to say realistic, but make it a little bit more um, emotional. I guess Mm. is the best word to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But so, yeah, I I thought it ended very well. Overall, for given how it started, I thought it was a solid season too. All right, well maybe maybe I don't know.
0: Maybe I'll give it another shot. You don't have I to don't just because I say so. I don't know. Well, I'm 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 you know I'm kind of I'm I'm thinking this is my inner monologue right now. I'm kind of <laughs> like uh, you know, but but I'm I'm right. talk, bringing everybody in and in on what's going on in my head. That's Sorry, fine. folks. That's but fine. That's I'm fine. I'm like maybe I don't know. If you want maybe me to I'll hold your it. hand while you watch it, I'll <laughs> well, do what that. What else am I gonna do? There's nothing else to watch. That's true. You know there we're you running out of things to watch. That yeah, that's very true. It can't be any
1: worse than a soap was. Oh, no, 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 no. It was much better than Ahsoka. Yeah. Right now,
0: Star Trek is kicking Star Wars, but they're kicking some. I never would have thought that, you know, I was always fan of both. But if you ask me, I was always a Star Wars person, always a Star Wars guy. Okay. But but I'll tell you, you know, in the last few years, it's and Star Trek. is And see, for
1: me, as much as I love Star Wars, and you know how much I love Star Wars. Yeah. There's more Star Trek in me than Star Wars because I was exposed to Star Trek before I was exposed to yeah. Star Wars. Oh yeah, Wars. same here. Yeah. And so when I now when I saw Star Trek, I was as as giddy as a kid in a candy store. And then when I saw Star Wars, it just I came I went from being a geek to a geek nerd all at the same time it's yeah. like wow I love this now I love this even more and or to the same extent or whatever and for those of you out there who say you can't be a Star Trek fan and a Star Wars fan I say baloney to all of you what it's was, possible to be both what was that did you I'm sorry did you get that shirt or no <clears throat> I'm still waiting on my Todd Stashwick shirt okay the one where it
0: says uh, it uh, says no divided oh so, oh, that one it says no I thought it was yeah. the, there was one that he had I, I don't he didn't make it I don't think he, yeah. he got it but it said a uh, divided alliance and it was like uh, one one side was Star Trek one side was Star Wars oh
1: that I do want that one I yeah did, I did not order that one I don't know who has that shirt but or who who's selling it but yeah that, oh, I will find out and I'll let you know I'll is, share the oh, link awesome. with you yeah yes. that, that was
0: very cool yeah right um, yeah, you know. Uh, also speaking, I, I uh, finished <coughs> something recently myself. Oh, uh, do tell! Three episodes of uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp oh. trial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Trial
0: revisiting the trial, revisiting the the day the the what? How many days was that trial? It, uh, it felt the, like
1: it was two years for crying out loud, yeah, but it was the, like what, twenty one days the, or something? The three months, the <laughs> earth stood still right uh, watching
0: this stuff you know it's very okay. interesting net netflix has the series out okay. and i'll tell you they did a pretty good job what they did is that and if you i didn't watch the trial itself i would always go on youtube or just watch clips right or you would get a you would see something on twitter like oh i can't believe she said that yep. and you're like what and you click on the video right that's exactly. how i got my trial information yep this does a good job and what it what it does is it takes the trial it doesn't put it in Uh, chronological order but it basically takes the testimony because they testified you know days apart Yeah. so it basically takes the testimony and it mashes it up together so you can see it's kind of like it gives like a more cohesive timeline as to what what happened You know, and then of course it, you know what I'm saying. In other words, it kind of has. We'll have her testimony and his testimony right for the same incident, okay? But right next to each other, okay, okay, one after the other. So it's not, you know, because in the trial you had all her stuff, then Mm -hmm. you went to him, had all his stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you know. But uh, what this also does is is it also kind of brings to light all these uh, YouTubers that became popular because of it and how Mm -hmm. many people were just Mm -hmm. watching this stuff and these guys were were streaming this uh, content constantly. Mm -hmm. So it, it highlighted a few of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of interesting. At first I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch it. And then my wife was like, uh, she goes, well, you know, I don't, know. Eh, okay. So we started then it was like, okay, we can't stop. Right. So we went ahead right, and we watched right. It's only three episodes. They're like an hour, I think long a piece, okay. but it, it's a good rehashing of what happened. And, uh, basically <laughs> all I can say is I, I came away feeling probably even worse, uh, than I did originally in the trial that, you know, these people and, and here's the thing, you know, we love that We talk about entertainment, but I'm going right. to tell you something, folks. It, it's really like these people first off, you get the sense that they they really are. I think it was Us Magazine that used to always right. have that the stars, they're just like us, right? They tie right. their shoes, you know, to have a picture of somebody tying their shoe or they go get coffee. Right. Well, and, 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 you know what? They are just like us. They're as screwed up as us sometimes and even more so. More so, so yes. Um, but, uh, uh, but they are, they are, you, they are just people, and they're right. very fallible, and you know, and I think that's what I came away with. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a reality that hits you, mm-hmm. um, and you know, originally I, I kind of felt, uh, uh, of course, you know, I, I was like, oh no, you know, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, it and all this stuff, but you know, it's funny, they do bring out some some interesting points in the trial that some of the information now they had a trial in the UK I don't know much about it but they, okay. had, they also tried I think Johnny was brought up on charges and I think it, it was tried in the UK yes he was there that's were right. a lot of there were a lot of, of, of things that were that the judge didn't allow as evidence in this trial okay that was brought out in that trial okay. which was interesting one one fact is this right so I'm watching the trial and the guy says you know I'm not, mm-hmm. not the trial but I'm watching a clip and, the, yeah. and, and that's when it, the, one of the clips was the mega pint I don't know if you remember but the attorney for Amber Heard. Brought up this okay, you're saying in this. You poured yourself some wine. It was right. a mega pint of wine.
1: I remember that, right? that very and salacious detail. Like,
0: mega pint, mega pint, and he made he played it off great. He yeah. was brilliant. I'm gonna say this. Rewatching this, he's a brilliant actor. It shows. It shows what how he, he knows how to read an audience. He yes, knows how to play it just right. Mm-hmm. Amber to, totally blew the performance. Oh, right big, when you rewatch it again, yep. you can really see that the yeah. second time around. Yeah, but my point in this is that you know in the original track in the uk johnny was the one it's 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 under testimony he's the one that that said he poured himself a mega pint so it's really interesting somehow that didn't translate over in this trial like the attorney wasn't able i don't know if he wasn't Uh able to say that you know maybe you said that in the other trial i don't know what the deal was Uh but my point is just this there's a lot of things in the in in both these trials especially in the uk that didn't that didn't get brought in this one that got left out okay, for whatever reason. The judge okay. maybe thought it wasn't you know credible or maybe they thought that it wasn't relevant, okay. but there was a lot of stuff left out. So it was very interesting and I think the stuff that was left out definitely okay. helped Johnny's case and not Amber's. So, but, let, me, so let me ask you this, because that, that was brought up in, in but by the okay. way, that was just, this is just all stuff that's brought up in the uh,
1: documentary. Okay, so then let me ask you this. After watching the documentary, well, first yes. of all, before I say this, everybody <laughs> felt that in regards to this case that Johnny Depp came out clean on on the other side to some extent that this made amber heard look worse than him. Mm-hmm. So do you think after watching this documentary that this shed more of a negative light on Johnny than amber or amber than Johnny or was it kind of a combination of both or neither of the above. I think it made me. I, I don't think that I necessarily thought Johnny was, you
0: know, an innocent, um, an innocent party in the whole in, thing, right? In, exactly, an innocent party okay. in this whole thing. Yeah, he's no flower child. No, no, But rewatching it, I think it made me see that that they are both. I, I think it just <clears> kind of it made me feel that they're both pretty. Very, screwed up. Very tormented souls. They're very tormented souls. Yes. And I think that you get two people mm-hmm. that just, you know, there's two people that get together that they just, you know, basically yeah. uh, make things worse. It just is there's something that just explodes, that they shouldn't be anywhere near each other, type of right, thing. Right. Right. And I think this this was the case. I don't think anybody is uh you know my opinion it just seemed like i don't think anybody's innocent in this situation right right but they did but yes i mean you could definitely see it's funny because they did bring up points like the attorney her attorney said that now i remember i was watching her turn i can't remember the lady's name but you know the the youtube people made her seem like this bumbling idiot right attorney but when she was speaking on a morning show I remember uh, – I mean, when she was speaking on the – I remember the, the bumbling idiot thing. And then when she was speaking on this morning show, they had a clip, which I never right. saw. Mm-hmm. But this attorney was, I mean, very articulate. And she even said that. She said there's a lot of things that we couldn't bring in, and it made us look like this. And she and I was like, oh. And, you know, it really kind of started to my opinion in the sense that, you know, it wasn't just all like this – all this stuff is just made up. There's a lot of evidence that did, never got brought to okay. this trial. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I mean – Ultimately, it it, it did change my mind in just the sense that, you know, in in my life, does it really matter who wins? No. (laughs) No. But I think overall, what it it did bring to light was that, you know, it was a lot of hype. There was a lot of opinion flying around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think both parties involved, uh, you know, had their issues and uh, nobody was innocent here
1: interesting um, interesting
0: yeah um but there was one more one more thing i was gonna say and i forgot uh forgot what i was gonna <coughs> mention I don't know. Eh, age age is catching up with me it's so catching up with all
1: of us <laughs> definitely catching up with johnny depp
0: but but i'm gonna say yeah well i'll tell you it's, it's funny
1: like after or it's a, alcohol or the drugs or a combination of both I don't yeah remember. you know
0: that that's the thing you know you see it's, it's so crazy because you hear him talk and you're like how can this guy even get lines out um, you know, kind of like Ozzy Osbourne. Huh? Yeah, he is kind of like well, that. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: mean, I think it was all right. I mean, I, she came up to me real quick, it's, you know. And it's just like said he's having. It, so. Yeah, it's
0: almost like a Marlon Brando esque, but but right, uh, exactly. you know, not not quite there, but you know, yeah. somewhere in that spectrum. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, how can this guy even get lines on stuff? But yeah, you know, I, it, it's just a thing that you know, it's kind of. I, I think overall, just made me feel very. Very tragic towards these characters, yeah. you know that, and and they do live in this weird kind of uh, uh, non Hollywood, non realistic world, yeah, you know. But uh yeah, it's 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 really sad. Oh, what I was gonna say though is it is it's funny because my wife never saw. There's a clip of Amber Heard after I don't know if you remember, but after the trial, she okay. had a uh, interview also with one of the morning shows. That's right. It was a tell all interview, right? Yes. Yeah, so but yeah. it was a tell all. You know, it was, oh, this is her side's coming out now. She didn't get to tell her side or whatever. I think she made her look well, a lot worse after it didn't the she funniest thing my wife never heard her say this and yeah. she is she was stunned she was i mean she almost fell over on the floor <laughs> she's because amber heard states she goes you know well you know because they go like well yeah but everybody you know public opinion was a toward towards johnny you know sure, and johnny had sure. all the, and, and she's like right. well yeah but you're i mean but look at it you're talking about a man here who convinced everyone he had Knives for hands.
1: <laughs> my wife was like, What? Oh my God. What is she talking
0: about? I mean, just, they were scissors, oh people. Scissors are not knives. Well, no, but I mean, just the fact that, yeah, or maybe she said scissors. I'm sorry. But, you know, but it was
1: the fact that, you know, he was acting a part, Amber. I mean, you understand. You right. Know. You oh know, my, my I haven't seen the documentary. I doubt I'm going to watch it. But I remember seeing bits and pieces of the trial. And my thought about Amber Heard was simply this. She's obviously. 20 years Johnny Depp senior or something like that. My feeling is she was, she probably had posters of Johnny Depp on her wall when she was a girl. He was a childhood teenage crush. She had envisioned plans of marrying him. She was in love with him since she was eight years old. She finally meets him on the set of, um, of rum punch or whatever the movie was. Rum diaries. Rum diary. Thank you very much. Finally meets him, seduces him, woos him. They both turn out to be real jerks in the end. So basically yeah. all it amounted to was just a childhood crush, and it went south on both of them really, really fast.
0: Here's, there here, you go. And I'll go two more points here on this. Yeah. One is that you're right, and the funny thing is, though, is that she was 20-some 20, 20 years younger than him, yes. but I think mentally they were both about the same age. Oh, no I doubt. I mean, you know, Johnny, he acts like he's about, you know, the same age as she is or he, like he's in his twenties. Like he hasn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like he's matured, <clears throat> you know, mentally and all I, honest. Yeah.
1: You know. you know, I've always had respect for Johnny Depp as a performer. Sure. Yeah. As he's performer. amazing. He's per- fantastic. Performer, yeah. Whatever he does. But as a person, um, he, uh, he, can, you can definitely tell that fame has caused a lot of undue stress on him. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time he gave an interview with, uh, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine and this was several years ago. This was after um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas came out. Mm. He was at, still at the very height of his popularity, still is in some respects. And he gave an interview with Rolling Stone Magazine, and something on there that caught my attention, He, I still remember him saying to this day, one of the questions that was asked of him was, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about your career at this point right now? He wasn't asked about fame, wasn't asked about money, anything else. He was asked, how do you feel about your career at this point, still at the top of your game like this? And he okay. said, I believe his response was not verbatim. If I had a chance to take it all back and become a regular citizen and be able to walk out on the streets every day and have one person say, there's Johnny Depp, rather than a 1,000 people taking my picture and posting it on a magazine and a grocery store standout yeah. line, I would gladly take it back in a heartbeat. So I can I can clearly tell that this is a guy who, I mean, obviously very good at what he does. But I do feel that if he had a chance to go back in time yeah. and do everything all over again, he would have either gone what he wanted. He would have either tried what he wanted to do originally, which was be a rock star, or he would have just been an average everyday schmo like you and me. Well, and and that's you know, and that's very interesting because I think. <clears throat> it,
0: you know we, we we never we don't live that life so no, we have we, no idea we have no conception of what it's what, like what what that kind of pressure is like yeah. you know and and just that that whole thing about you know being able to be kind of go out there and just be anonymous Exactly. You know. mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to say too is uh, uh, Rum Diaries. I, I didn't even really know anything about that movie, mm-hmm. and they did bring it up in, the, in that documentary, and I was like, "Hmm, that looks kind of interesting. I think I want to watch it now."
1: Have you ever seen it? I've seen it. I don't like the movie myself. Okay, I do like Johnny's character in it. Interesting. That's but, a Hunter S. Thompson. It's another Hunter S. Thompson-based yeah. uh, movie, and he had he was Johnny had a lifelong. Um, affection for hunter s thompson hunter s thompson was one of his uh, i wouldn't say idols but one of his inspirations yes yes and so uh but yeah it was a very interesting didn't like the movie but the role for him i thought was just Hmm. perfect johnny depp wow much like his role in fear and loathing in las vegas okay he did a great hunter thompson impersonation
0: yeah Okay.
1: Without a dice, you know, and and I'll
0: and I'll close out here saying this is I think with Amber Heard and we were talking about how like the uh, you know back then everybody was like everybody was really kind of on Johnny's side more so yeah there were there were some Amber supporters but everybody's I think what really happened though is because when things I think what it what changed for Amber is that when it started coming out because we have to remember at that time hide to the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and she was a poster child she was for vi- for domestic violence she was you know she and, and so I think that's what it was is that when people started to see. And they even show this in the documentary, how there were groups and organizations and even individuals who had wrote her letters and stuff at towards the end of the trial or at the end of the trial saying that, you know, I believed in you and you let me down. You let us down. Because they, made, they thought that mm-hmm. she had, whether she was telling truths or not, but... Mm-hmm it came out basically it seemed like she was not completely honest Mm -hmm. that there was abuse going both ways not just from johnny and she wasn't just an innocent Mm -hmm. uh person getting abused by johnny right that um that you know that's why i think there was such a big hard turn on her because Mm -hmm. of that because like i said there were people that were very upset and i can imagine that you know people that that would be That would actually live that life to have, you know, to be involved in domestic violence, Mm -hmm. um, have that, you know, on them. And then, you know, to have someone you look up to thinking there's a a voice for us. And then to find out that it's not the way that it seems portrayed. Yeah. I would be very upset too. I I can totally understand that. Oh,
1: no doubt. Amber definitely played the part of the victim in all of this. And the thing that backfired in her face, among other things, was she, I think, in part used Johnny's checkered past with some of his previous relationships and some of his ordeals with drugs and alcohol as the main ammunition for feel sorry for me. This is why I was abused because of drugs and stuff like this. She played the victim to the best... I would have given her an – she's not a great actress. I would have given her an Oscar for her courtroom performance because mm. she played the victim better than anybody else who's ever played the victim, only to hold the firecracker in her hand and have it blow up right in well, the Well, yeah, and I, and I think that – to me, I,
0: I think that's what did her in. I mean, I, I personally think some of her uh, – uh, what I did see back then and what I've seen through this documentary, uh, her yeah. uh, uh, testimony in the court kind of mm. did her in because she sure, sure seemed like it – a lot of it seemed like it was fake. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot in a honesty. It rehearsed. It rehearsed. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get, like trust me, we've both been on stage. You know how it is. Oh, yes. And you're trying to get to a point on stage, an emotional point, and you know, and, and so, yeah, That she seemed to to me, she seemed like she was trying to get there, mm-hmm. right in front of people. I mean, there were just certain telltale signs you, you could see. You suffer an occasional
1: like, brain fart, and you have to yeah, ad-lib, because you, you can't, can't remember Or you can't get to that line. emotional play. I exactly. mean, there are a lot
0: of things going on, so exactly. I, I think yeah. looking at that, I was like, uh, okay, not yeah. the best performance, but, you right, know. Right, exactly. Yeah, so anyway. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting. I think if you guys were interested in the Johnny Depp Amber situation it, it is a good documentary it's only it's only like three hours it's okay. uh, three episodes an hour each not too long I think. okay it's definitely right. worth a check out if you want to relive talk- that part of your life talking about checking out quarters adjourned folks yeah that's it hey we yep. are done uh thank you guys for listening to us again <laughs> yeah and uh, check us out on our social media we are on x formerly
1: twitter at pti underscore podcast and don't forget facebook at Pardon the intermission. All right, guys. Hey, take care out there. We'll see you on the next one. God bless. See you on the flip side. Bye.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.